Hey guys, it's Marsha Hoffines, and you are listening to the Storytellers Podcast, where we dig in, go deep, find ourselves, maybe cry, maybe laugh. We surrender, but we go home, and we go home big. We feel inspired. It's the story behind the cellophane. It's the story inside the truth. It's a story that most people don't want to tell, but we're here to share. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I am so excited about today's conversation. So um, as many of you know, I have hinted at this idea of trauma around moving in my life. And a couple of my experiences along the way have really been hard for me to uh, articulate and share and really uh, explain to people how I could see all the little connecting pieces line up and when I really look back and reflect how they have shaped where I'm at and why I came here and the people that I then started pulling into my existence. So I have the one and only and the most beautiful human being. Um, Let me actually just start by telling you this that I love is that we share a freaking birthday. (laughs) (laughs) How, how, How often is it that you meet someone the very first time on Instagram, like I love this story about how we met. We met on Instagram because I gifted her a ticket to our storytellers uh, event back in January because she was like, ooh, 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 pick me. I'm new here. I'm looking. <laughs> I'm from California. And I'm like, dude, this chick is awesome. And then we meet, we realize we are September 17th Virgo sisters, which is freaking amazing. And without further ado, I'm going to just introduce you guys to Mariah Stockman. When you think of women celebrating women and just busting a gut to make sure that everybody is (laughs) seen, heard, and not just in a cookie cutter way, but like this is you, this is uniquely you, and this is what makes you like hot as shit. This is <laughs> And she is a marketing and branding agency owner. And she is just one of the most delightful gifts that has been given to me in 2020. So mm-hmm. why, don't, why don't you just tell everybody a little bit about you, Mariah, I'm just going to kick it right on over to you. Oh, well, that was just like, that was the best. Also, can I just say like, (laughs) we didn't just just figure out that our birthdays were on the same day. Like I literally shouted it out in front of like a room full of people when you said your birthday. I was like, that's my birthday. And then I like paused and I was like, oh wait, okay. There's a room full of people. (laughs) Right. And I wanted to instantly be like, okay, everybody show's over. Her and I have to We have to sit down. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) There's my person. She's sitting right there in the audience and I've got to go, I got to go hang with her so so hey just give us like like if you could give me just the cliff notes version on where you been how you got here and just like not like who are you but like what sets your soul on fire oh man well I'm so happy that we are becoming better and better friends, Marsha, because you'll learn that literally there is no such thing as a cliff notes version to like anything (laughs) I do. (laughs) I know that Um, was a hard one. But I will say that um, I love that you mentioned, you know, my fierce love and support for supporting women and females and entrepreneurs and creatives. And I feel like that really sets my soul on fire professionally. And then I think just what really like, gets me operating in such like a high frequency is like deep connection with other human beings Mm. where I realize I'm human, you realize you're human, and then you can connect in a way that feels um, real. And all of these different like labels and, and things that we're kind of carrying around just kind of get set down. And then you can kind of connect, which is why you and I even began in a friendship, right? Right. It was like, oh my gosh, wait a minute. I can talk about so many yeah. of these different life experiences. So yeah, um, you know, yeah. and it's, it's, I, I mentioned to everybody that we met on Instagram because one of the things that I think has to happen is our collective vibration around social media. Yeah. And people 100%. hating it. People hating it. And I, 
I've had so much fun with social media personally since I, I, per, I changed my thought process around it. And I've met so yeah. many people. So let me tell you this funny story about what happened okay. to me this weekend. Okay. <laughs> I didn't forget. See, here it comes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like I met you, I was at Lowe's. Now, first of all, let me describe, <laughs> let me describe the situation. Every best story starts with, oh, I was at Lowe's. I was at Lowe's. In my Navy, and when I say Navy, like Navy, the military, written down the side of my sweatpants, it says Navy. I, I have nothing to do with the Navy, right? There's nothing about me or my family. I don't even know where they came from. My hair is in like this crazy top knot. I have zero makeup on my face. I think I'm wearing like, I think I had like a Rolling Stones t-shirt on that had like holes in it and a jean jacket because I just was legit running out to get paint samples. Yeah. And along the way, I get distracted by the lighting section. And so I'm standing there and I'm gazing up the lights and I'm taking some pictures because I'm doing some redesigning of my home. And all of a sudden, I feel this woman staring at me. <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> burning a hole through me, staring at me. And I look over and I just kind of wave and she walks over. And she's like, are you Marsha? And I'm like, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I follow you on social media. Oh my gosh, yes. 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 And I love your stuff. And I'm Aww. looking forward to coming to your human design event in March. And Aww. I was like, holy shit right there. I love that. And so we Me talked too. and, and I was like, oh, okay, so and what I thought was so cool about that was I was just unapologetically showing up as me in the lows. Mm -hmm. And that's how I am on social media too. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, 100%. And, and you can connect on such like, I just knew the second that I saw you just raising your hand and everything you were saying, I was like, this girl, I gotta, I gotta get her at my event. I gotta get her there. And I'm so happy that I did. And I'm so happy that you came. And I'm so happy that we're Virgos. And I am so happy that we have so many things to talk about. We've actually been talking. Well, first of all, the first, seven, the first seven, the we're first, on hour four, <laughs> we're just cluing you guys in now. <laughs> the first 17 minutes of our conversation were actually technical difficulties. And then we spent about 10 to 15 minutes just chit-chatting. So this is going to be a fun, a fun talk yeah. today. And but, I want to say something really fast though about that event, because yeah. that event was a really pivotal part. And we'll get into this a little bit more when I talk about moving and my story, my cross country move and all of that yumminess. But I met a solid three real friends from that event. Awesome. And I just have to say like, thank you so much because that was, I gained so much from that experience in general at the storytellers, but I met like a business mentor friend. I met two yogi friends. I met like girls I hang out with like on the weekly. One of them is a neighbor and we like sun bask when the sun is out and she used to live in Hawaii. And um, so I have so much to like, praise up for that experience because I was like in a really rough space before coming to that Saturday and then I walked away like so much broken open but then also with like community yes so, like, so amped yeah I love thank you so when much was last time, when was the last time you used the word amped <laughs> amped up let's try it let's bring it back yeah amped I was amped Listen, we can bring that back and we can bring back shoulder pads and shirts. How do you feel about that? I feel like you're, I support you. <laughs> I'm good. You're like, I'll stay over here, Marsha. Yeah. You can go for it. I think that. Okay. So I think this is just a little bit of a sign of what's about to come because this is how the rest of the conversation is probably going to go. So <laughs> if you guys are ready for the ride, here we go. So today we're talking about Mariah's big move. It sounds like a children's book. Mariah's move. Oh, hey, maybe that's an idea. Maybe yes. we turn it into life lessons. So Mariah arrived here last fall, November, right? Yeah, November, end November? of October. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to call it after a 3,000 mile, three year journey. Yeah. Based, yeah. On, based on what I, what I know about it. And landed in Northern Virginia, Loudoun County specifically, uh, after living in California. And let's just talk about two different worlds. Yes. And I can empathize with how hard it must be to land here. I think probably easier for someone to land out in California 
than to land here, particularly in Loudoun County. And I, and this is coming from somebody who left and came back. Like mm -hmm. I left here and I came back on purpose. So, um, well, why don't you walk us through a little bit about how this move even came about? Yeah. Why? Yeah. So the move was inevitable. Someone was going to move <laughs> in my life. So just for, just to back up, I was in a, um, I was in just this like fairy tale two year long distance relationship with my boyfriend who I had met in my hometown in Santa Cruz, California, which is like the most charming, beautiful town on the beach in California. And he, his headquarters, his company headquarters was out there and we met, we met in the most, um, you know, 2016, way possible which was on tinder so like go internet that's like the true winner here listen i you know let wait i that stuff scares me but yeah it should <laughs> but let me just fun fact because you'll yeah. love this my husband and i both worked at america online early on and he worked at love at aol which mm -hmm. was the original oh, yeah deal. i'm like uh-huh that so, was like the place yeah yeah, yeah. so, so you know internet dating, yeah internet dating is like a it's an interesting I could talk about it for so long I just feel like I met my my now husband at the most perfect time in my life I had taken six months off of dating there's like a whole hashtag about it Mariah's boycott um, <laughs> I I needed to just sort of like detox a lot of things out of my life and I, I knew I couldn't do that if I was continuing to date and attract the same type of person. And so yeah. um, that was a really sort of epic six months. I taught myself a skateboard. I launched a, my first business. Um, I quit a job. I started a job. I went to Mexico, came back, then met him, and then went to Mexico again, which that's like a whole other story about how we met. And then I was like, yeah, you're great. But I was like clearly not interested in dating all that much because I had just you know, release that part of from my life for so long and um, went to Mexico, was like, great, I'm going to be gone for like 15 days. And he's like, oh, I'm not going to be here when you get back. And I was like, okay, like, it was so great to meet you. Like, take care, like, have a great life. Like, see you later. And you're like, and we're done. And, I, and, and we're done. And I got on. It was so great. Like watching the sunset with you. So fun. Bye. Uh, I went to Mexico. We ended up talking on the phone every single night for like 19 hours. It was so ridiculous. It was like the best reversion into like junior high ever. And then I was in uh, a hurricane warning, which turned into a tropical storm, which all of Cabo San Lucas started to become evacuated. Wait a minute. So what had, year was this? What year was this? This was in, I'm so bad at this. It's like 2016, 16. This is like the same oh, storm okay. that like, destroyed the Caribbean. It like really hurt Puerto Rico. Wow, um, okay. Anyways, I'm like in this like really intense experience in Cabo trying to like get out of Cabo. Meanwhile, nobody in my life knows that I've like went on a couple dates with this guy because I hadn't like shared it with anybody. Cause I was like, you know, I'm just so sick of like people just sharing like who they're dating until it's like serious. I didn't want to like talk to any, any, I didn't want to talk about it with anybody. And so <laughs> my now husband, Josh, ends up picking me up from the airport on like a super last minute flight. It was so hectic. I literally boarded the plane in like cutoff shorts and a wet bathing suit and like had to like leave like a bunch of belongings in Mexico. Anyways, I land in Oakland and he picks me up and I was like so freaked out and because I had been talking to him on the phone every single night. Right. And so I was right. like, Oh my gosh, I really know this guy. Like intimately on the phone right. but I don't I never even really spent that much time with him like in right. person how's that going to translate into yeah. human experience yeah but it ended up being like the best foundation for us because what ended up happening was we were really intentional and we decided to have a long distance relationship with each other so mm. for two years we really built a relationship that the phone was like our main mode of communication. So, um, and my husband is like born in like the wrong era. Like he, he does not like social media. He does mm -hmm. not like FaceTime. He, um, so for him, it was like this huge stretch to like become more comfortable with like FaceTime and, you know, 
having that be like a part of our relationship. So two years, 25 flights back and forth, back and forth. Wait, let's just, where, where's the back and forth? So you're in California and where is I'm in Santa Cruz and he's in Loudoun. He's in. Oh, okay. So he's he's already here. Yeah. So I had been coming to Ashburn, Leesburg area for two years visiting for like, you know, a week um, at a time, 10 days at a time, spending holidays here. And I was like familiar enough with what this area was like, but let me tell you, it was like a whole different experience. (laughs) Well, anytime. Not leaving. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember when we moved to Charlotte, we would go visit uh, family and you fall in love. There's like this, it's like a mystery, right? You're like, oh my God, this place seems magical. And like, I would go to Charlotte, North Carolina. I was like, this is just such a, it's easy. It felt easy. It felt relaxing. I loved the weather was always amazing, but then you get there Mm -hmm. and it's like, Oh, somebody actually just like opened up the closet door instead of just showing me a pretty living room. (laughs) It's like now I get to see inside the cabinets and I get to see the whole thing. And I'm not sure that I'm I'm down. And And ultimately I had to, I got to see the inside of like my own, personal cabinets, like my own personal um, skeletons and my own personal like ability to adapt. And, and I'll get into like a little bit more of that, but I mean, we were, it was really clear, you know, it was a really intentional decision that we made saying, you know, yes, I'm going to date someone 3000 miles apart. Um, We knew really early on that we wanted to get married. We ended up getting we ended up dating for a year and a half. We had a six-month engagement, and we got married just this last Labor Day, August 31st, and we got married on the two-year anniversary from our first date. So oh, my gosh, that's literally, awesome. Literally, we had spent two years, and then, and then we went on this amazing honeymoon, and then we were long distance again. So we had spent six weeks apart after our wedding and as newlyweds. And as you can imagine, that was like, it was a different type of challenging. Like I was really used to being apart while we were dating, but being apart married, I had all of these feelings come up around like, we're missing out, we're missing out, we're missing out. Like everyone else gets to have this time together as newlyweds. Right. And we don't get to have this time together. And you know, woe is me. And And at the same time, we had made the final decision that it made more sense for me to move to Northern Virginia than it made for Josh to move to Santa Cruz, California, even though his company is based there, he is his, his work is his work responsibilities put him on the East coast. And my, I own a marketing and branding agency that can go anywhere because I work so virtually. Well, so talk me through when you say that you guys decided that it made more sense for you to move out here. Talk me through that on more of a, like more of an emotional level. Like what did that do? Because like, I mean, I I understand like logically looking at it and being like, yeah, this makes sense. But then what what happened in the heart? Well, I will tell you, (laughs) well, I will tell you that about six months into our relationship, Josh had a conversation with his work and he said, Hey, you know, I'm going to move out to California. I was, as you can imagine, like ecstatic, right? I was like, yes, this is everything. Like finally no more long distance. He's like, okay, I'm going to move out there in three months. So come, we get closer to this time and we're just like, we're super excited about it and making all the, the preparations. I like, you know, it was like scouting places for him to live in Santa Cruz. And um, he ends up like buying a new truck because he's like, I'm going to do this like cross country trip with my best friend. And we're going to like move me out to Santa Cruz. Two weeks before he's supposed to move to California at his work went through this big merger and it was no longer an option for him to move to California. And he was like devastated. And then he was also devastated that he knew he was really giving me news that I was going to be 
really, really, really hard. Right. 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 Yeah. And, and I just kept thinking like, what? <laughs> right. <laughs> like what? And he, he had, he like had given up his place here. He had to move, like he had to move regardless because he like, you know, he gave up his, his, his living here. You know, he was like, Oh yeah, I, I, this, my place is going to be occupied by a new tenant. Like right. regardless if I'm in California or not. So I will say that there was, you know, there was conversations about, it was a different conversation, I think, moving into which coast do we pick? Because I already knew that he was a hundred percent willing to sacrifice his life and his friends and his family and his like kind of day to day. And I already knew because he was so bought in to doing it already. It's just that it didn't right. pan out the way we had planned. Right. Right, right, right. Okay. So, yeah. So in the process of us deciding which coast after when we were getting closer to our wedding, it was like, there wasn't any of this feeling of like, well, you don't even know, you know, like, right. you don't even know what it's going to be like, or, yeah. or, um, or like, you know, easy for you to say, you know, we don't talk to right. each other like that anyways, right. but, but it was, it, it felt there was more like, it felt more equitable because right. I felt like, you know, he had already gone through the process of uprooting his life. It's just that it didn't happen. And really he's, that was like a great disappointment for him because who doesn't want to like live on the beach in California, right? Uh, well, I mean, honestly, <laughs> particularly when we're having weather like this, I know we all would rather be on the beach. And so gray here. So I will say there was, there was, you know, the experience for me knowing that it, it was so, it was such a confusing time because I was planning a wedding. Mm -hmm. I was planning a and, press. And your wedding was to take place where? In Michigan. In the mitten. In the mitten. We're smitten with a mitten. We yeah, got, and we, we love the mitten. And Marsha and I love the mitten. We got, we got big Michigan love. It's so funny. Yes. We have endless and things in common. Where, where in the mitten did you guys get married? Well, so we got... <laughs> We got married. Uh, oh, yes, wedding. We got married uh, in Josh's grandmother's hometown. Uh, we had our rehearsal dinner in their family farm and the vineyard, and then we got married in St. Joseph, Michigan, which is like mm. right on the lake in Lake Michigan in Southwest Michigan. It was like mm. so beautiful. I had worked in Michigan for seven summers, so half of the getting the the wedding guest list was like camp counselors that I, I had just, worked. With. I love it. I love it. I so so, so our, my connection with Mariah. I did not get married there, but I got engaged in the Mitten up in Traverse That's City. Right. Actually, City. outside yeah. of Traverse City at Sleeping Bear Dunes. We Sleeping Bear Dunes? Yes. You never even told me that. I know. We didn't. To so all the listeners on the internet the, land. You just, you just Google Sleeping Bear Dunes. You it all, is no, seriously. And listen, yeah. with a fresh diamond. Actually, don't. Don't Google it. Don't Google it, but. <laughs> don't go. It's terrible. <laughs> it's Listen, with a fresh diamond on your hand and you're climbing up that sand, you're like, oh my God, it's so sparkly. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh. Oh, I love Sleeper Dudes. It was amazing. Uh, it was amazing. Yeah. So we were planning a, you're right. We were planning yeah. an out of, we were planning a destination wedding. We were planning a cross country move. I was, I was wrapping up a, a huge work project, um, preparing my, myself to leave a job that I absolutely loved because at that time I was still, still working like pretty full time in nonprofits. So the process of like, choosing which where we're going to go like it's kind of a blur to me but I think honestly it, there was it was a very intuitive choice it was an intuitive choice it was like it makes sense California has like on a like you're saying like logically there's a lot of challenges living in California with housing and the market and all this mm -hmm. but but I never thought I would be someone who's like California is too expensive so I'm not going to live here it's like right. it, it was more about like wow I never really envisioned my life with uh, like a partner, like the one that I, like, I feel like I just landed like the total jackpot with my husband. Like he's like that. such a stud. He's mm. so, like, he's just amazing on so many levels. <laughs> um, and to know that I get to like grow a life with him was like, it was so much more exciting than, um, than any of the, the feelings like the excitement of growing a life with him was so much bigger than any other feeling. Yeah. But I will say I was in a very like pre-wedding 
like you're no in a fantasy food. world at that point yeah i mean, I it's, mean like, it's like a fog yeah. because yeah. it is the best yeah. <laughs> I, I mean it's the best it's like every other month like there's like parties and there's people parties. are celebrating and we're yeah. at like a lake house and then we're yeah. at a, you know like my bachelorette party was like 20 girls in a lake house in yosemite it was like amazing you know like yeah so who, who wouldn't want to like stay in that in that kind of mode no but. you want to stay in la la land yeah for as long as humanly possible totally. <laughs> it's totally. the best yeah yeah i yeah. will say i will say though that um that the expectations that mm. we had that we had on what it was going to look like and what it was going to feel like and what it was going to be i think that that was the that was the biggest lesson and in my experience with all of this, but, yeah. um, and, and I can get more into the expectations, but it's definitely thinking about like everything leading up until the end of our honeymoon was like the whole decision process was so great. <laughs> well, so <laughs> then, then we came home. Then right. Came so home. then you came home and then yeah. you're planning this move. And then I know some things came up for you guys. Yeah. So we're, yeah. we're apart. We're six weeks apart. We're, um, I'm starting to just like, you know, we're planning this, this cross country, this kind of like two week cross country national park road trip. And, um, and we're just so excited, you know, we're just so yeah. excited. I'm like selling all my things and I'm having like goodbye parties and Josh finally flies in. And that was like a very, there was so much anticipation about that because literally him flying in meant that we were not long distance anymore like right. it was end of this chapter we're no longer in a long distance relationship and now like we're together we're a unit we're doing this we're we're, we're moving together um but not everything goes as planned and we you know we were in my house and we were packing and josh was packing and um his phone rang and I didn't really know what was going on and it just happened so fast and we just got news on the phone and that his best friend had passed away mm. and it was mm. really, it was really, really, really sudden and he was in a motorcycle accident and he was a dad and had two kids and we just love his family and um, just out in Fairfax and, um, and Josh was devastated. Josh was mm. gone. He was really, in his own experience with grief, all of a sudden I had met like a different version of my husband where he wasn't as like capable of making like yeah. larger logistical decisions, you mm -hmm. know, cause all of a sudden we were like, okay, so now we have to get back for this funeral. What does that look like? Do right. we stay here? Do we fly back to it and then fly back and then drive back? I mean, and these have to be like moment decisions. Like you, yeah. You, so not only are you like swallowed up by devastation and grief, grief. but then yeah. you're trying to make critical decisions and life and, and like long term lasting decisions, not just and, do yeah. I get a car or do I Uber? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's big time decisions on how do I now manage this move that was already, and I'm not going to say, I mean, it, it's not like it was wrought with any turbulence, but there was definitely like, you're leaving some stuff behind. It was super and you, emotional. And, and yeah. you're, and, and you're for the first time, like you just said, like finally coming together as a unit. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was like the highest highs and the lowest lows that yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. So it was, um, I mean, we were tasked with, I was tasked with holding a lot of space for my husband's grief yeah. while also grieving my experience of like leaving my, my home and my, you know, like my 40 best friends and my, my job and my community and, mm -hmm. and all of the sort of the, the persona that kind of goes on with that too. Like, like everyone knows me there and my work is so community centric and there was all of this. And then the, there was this really hard piece of, I have a house full of stuff and we have a car and we have to get it from point A to point B. And I have to kind of make those decisions for us both right now, because my husband's just like doing the best he can, like left foot, right foot 
kind of mode. So I, we ended up shipping my car, which was, <laughs> I think I mentioned this to you at one point, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to anyone who's ever shipped a car anywhere because the car shipping industry is like the gnarliest, salesiest, like sharkiest industry. Like I, it, it, it was, it, yeah. It, no I was disrespect crazy. to all of you car, yes. car peeps. But it was like, but I it's mean, like, it, yeah. it's, it's a crazy thing. And so we ended up shipping my car. I ended up just like selling all my things because we were just, at that point we were just kind of, we were kind of just like done. We, we, we boxed up as much as we could and we just, we mailed everything. We mailed everything from like a UPS or like you a FedEx. Like, I mean, it, you did this in like a matter of days, right? I mean, in, in like a matter of days, in a matter of days. And, and no one really knew what was going on either. And that was the other thing because we were kind of in, we were just like, you know, head down survival mode, like just get this done, get this stuff packed, get it shipped. I mean, I can't tell you a worse way to move. <laughs> like, well, it's, it's like, like a desperation move. It's like, like you yeah. guys know you want to do it, but then you do it under total desperate circumstances. And, and it's like physically taking box by box to like mm -hmm. a FedEx to ship across the country, yeah. like the worst process I could ever imagine. Yeah. And, and just knowing that we're getting close and then getting closer and closer to leaving. And then also knowing fully that we are getting on a plane and landing and going straight to a funeral. Right. For and saying goodbye to his friend. Yeah. yeah. And so mm. our, we ended up, um, yeah, it was, it was so crazy. But we ended up staying in a hotel like a couple nights before we left. And I just had too many goodbyes. That was the other thing is we were supposed to be on the road already driving. So we ended up staying in Santa Cruz for like a couple extra days. And at that point, and I don't know if this is going to make sense, but I emotionally could not say goodbye to anybody else. Like my goodbyes were done. Like I wow. had a goodbye party. I had all of, and then as soon as like my, some of my close friends knew I was like around a little bit longer, I was like, Oh, let's go like hot tubbing at the hotel and have yeah. like another goodbye night, another goodbye night. And don't get me wrong. Like love them so much. Love you all so much. It was like, I was so raw from yeah. crying and saying goodbye. And it was just like, I, I had a very, very, eye-opening realization that I had just traded a two-year-long distance relationship with like the love of my life to now having 40 long-distance relationships. Oh. And I was overcome mm. with sadness mm. in leaving my people because people, for me, like people are everything. Like my people are everything, like everything to me. Well, they and, yeah. And here's where the, when I think about moving and I hear you say that when, so I have two versions of moves, right? I have the one where we left here and moved to Charlotte and then the one where we left Charlotte and moved back here. Mm -hmm. And when I moved to Charlotte, I, the, what you just described that I can't, I can't say goodbye one more time. Mm -hmm. I can't even bear to look at you people because I realize that I am both of us by choice moving away from something that took time to build into the yeah. unknown. And so this desire for when, when you landed to find community and I found my community in Charlotte in yoga rooms. Mm -hmm. um, I basically opened up a yoga studio so I could have friends, right? Like that was how I, that's how I functioned. But every time I came back here, it was like, I, and every time I would leave, I, it was like ripping the bandaid off again. And, yes. But oh then the, the interesting thing is, is that I came back and nothing was the same anymore because all those mm -hmm. people, all those beautiful women and men that we surrounded ourselves with weren't here or life had just changed. Yeah. And so that you landed here, then going to grieve the loss of your husband's best friend, but then you're grieving the loss of your tribe of 40. Oh yeah. And, and, and I can't even begin to explain to you like the shame I felt because ah. here I am just feeling like a terrible person because like, how dare I 
grief, like grieve my friends when I can just like FaceTime them, call them, jump on a plane. I can see them. I can touch them. I can feel them. They're there. They're living. They're breathing. Um, And they can do the same. Right. And my husband had this experience that was like, it was so final. And I think that there's, there is a, a huge difference when some, when you lose a peer, like someone who's your age and it just feels like such a tragic, I mean, all loss is tragic and this just felt so tragic. And um, well, and so young when, when something happens so sudden so and young. so young, it's like, you can't, you can't explain it. And not that you can't explain any of it. No, you can't. But when you really, it's raw like that. And you're like, yeah. I like you, you, you know, I lost my dad right around the same time, Period. but at the same yeah. time, it's like, you know, he was sick. He was an older yeah. man and he lived his life, you know, yeah. still short. 74 is not a long, long life, but longer than being in your thirties, forties, or, you know, yeah. however old and having leaving behind. It's like baby. It's like, yeah. 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 I mean, it just, it's, it's, yeah. it's not explainable. It's to- no. And, and I think that it shook me because I realized that getting married is like a really spiritual experience mm-hmm. like loving someone someone so much to be like yep you you're it i'm going to do this with you for the rest of your rest of our lives like you're my person mm-hmm. you know team stockman all the way mm-hmm. um, and then to see i was a newlywed right yeah and i walked into a funeral mm. of my husband's oldest friends from like childhood and and above and a lot of them didn't make it to our wedding because it was out of state, which mm-hmm. uh, was fine. But I was literally walking into a funeral having this happen. Yeah. Oh my God, you guys got married. It was so nice to meet you, Mariah. And I'm thinking like, it's so like, what a juxtaposition to be like, I'm at a funeral and you're congr- of this like yeah. amazing young man. And then you're congratulating mm-hmm. us for our wedding. Yeah. And you, how am I supposed to show up in this? And thank you. And I'm so sorry for your loss. Like, yeah. I'm so sorry to meet under the circumstance, but just the whole experience was, um, was, was a, I'm like, sure surreal. so surreal, but it was also just like the perfect mirror looking back at me and us and our marriage being like, you know, the only thing that is causing a lot of this, like, emotional wreckage right now is my own expectations like my own expectations around what this was supposed (laughs) to look like and what this was supposed to be like looked like x y and z but in all reality like a a really hard move really hard decisions financial decisions loss death grief like that is way more based in reality and a and a much more realistic experience that anyone who's married will walk through than this other version that we had like crafted in our head. And so as hard as that was to sort of come to grips with, it it like bonded my husband and I in a way that was like, we're sad and we're grieving right now. And when we get through this, what freaking warriors are we going to be? Like, we're going to look back at this first year marriage and be like, damn, we're so freaking capable. But I will say it took me a really, it took a lot for me to get to be able to realize that. Well, and I would say, I mean, this is like four months fresh. Yeah. I mean, you're really yeah. moving through this pretty quickly. So yeah. I, 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 so I applaud you because that's, you know, a lot of people. Yeah stay wallowing in, oh, well, I didn't get to have the honeymoon. And I didn't, well, I mean, you had a honeymoon, but I didn't get to have that honeymoon period and that la la. And I love how you just described that because, you know, so much of life is based on our expectations, based on what we see other people doing, what Mm -hmm. we're taught that we're supposed to be doing, what we're told Mm -hmm. we should be doing. And the reality is, is real life is actually so much better. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes in the moment. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes in the moment you don't actually realize it. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. you didn't realize, like looking back, you didn't realize in the moment that you were now four months out going to look back and be like, dude, I wouldn't have it any other way. We got to Never. immediately yeah. start 
living life together mm-hmm. and actually take that experience of me being in a hurricane in Cabo and him coming to my rescue and actually then turning the tables and I came to his rescue. Mm-hmm. I mean, think mm-hmm. about it. Like yeah. you guys had these two di- very different, mm-hmm. but really crazy, intense mm-hmm. situations thrown at you. Yeah. And in, a, in the middle of a move. So then you were. So then I was just here. Then you were here, but then you were like, like, then you were like, here. wait, where am I going to find my people? Well, I was like, I mean, it was like two weeks later and I realized we had some like kind of weird early snow here. I'll never forget. We had some <laughs> early snow Yeah, and it just snowed one day and I feel like it hasn't snowed since, you know, it like hasn't, it's been, it hasn't really, no, but I, I, I was going to go to this, like kind of this like entrepreneur meetup thing, like at some coffee shop, right? Like some co-working meetup thing. What do you and, get at coffee shops? What's your favorite thing? Oh yeah. <laughs> Flat white. Um, <laughs> that's love it. That's my faves. Have you um, found your favorite coffee? Have you found your favorite flat white yet here in Northern Virginia? You know, I haven't yet. And I also haven't really looked very far. I will say that it's really hard because I've been to New York city now twice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Here. And so that's like the land of like the best espresso, but I'm a big fan of sidebar coffee in general. Also my friend launched Aperture coffee and it's amazing. And I have to bring you over some, so shout out to Aperture coffee. Cause that's like locally made and amazing. Uh, um, but so, okay. So just imagine this, right. I am finally in a place where I go on meetup and I seek out some sort of like business female creative group right and I say okay I'm gonna go I'm gonna go in the morning I'm gonna go to this coffee shop I'm gonna meet all these women so I I wake up and I take a shower and I start getting dressed and then I look outside and it's fully snowing and I (laughs) start having like a serious like emotional meltdown and my husband's like kind of just like you know he's kind of just like on the perimeter just kind of watching and kind of like how you doing you all right you know kind of like stepping lightly and I realized that I couldn't go outside with wet hair because it's snowing (laughs) so the meltdown sounds like this like oh my God, you don't have time to blow dry your hair. You're already running late. You don't know how to drive in snow. You don't know where you're going. You don't know these women. You have no friends. <laughs> um, you, you can't, you know, you should, you've, you've already failed. Like I've already failed going to this like first meetup thing. And the whole thing was triggered by the fact that the snow was such like a new experience for me. And I, I sat there and I ended up not going and I sat there and I realized like, I have no idea how to live here. Like I have no idea how to live here. I don't know how to be here. I don't know how to drive around here. I don't know how to dress here. All my pants have holes in them because that's like the fashionable thing. It's too cold. Like the air literally goes through those holes in your knees and like (laughs) freaking freeze you. And let me tell you something about the cold here in Northern Virginia. So guys, listen, I grew up in Syracuse, New York, which (laughs) I knew you you were going to say it's not even that cold. (laughs) No, where you would think it's fucking colder here. I'm telling you that right now. It's something about this mid, it gets bone cold. I, so oh, just cold. brief interlude, like a couple years ago, like 2016 ish, we went to visit my baby brother over Christmas time up in New York. And it was like 10 feet of snow on the ground. I'm not even kidding. It was a lot of snow and it was bitter cold temperatures, but you went outside and it almost felt warm because of all the humidity in the air, which mm-hmm. was really interesting. And like the snow also like starts to insulate a little bit. It's yeah. the weirdest thing and then you come back here and we don't have any snow and it's just it doesn't stick driving wind and it's like it get yes. it cuts through your bones like it's like it, it's finding your bone marrow <laughs> yeah yes you know where it's even colder though right michigan <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the UP? To, like, hear yeah in the in the in the up um so i tell that story because it was such a like a pivotal moment in my in my 
move to this area and my, my journey in, in realizing like that was like, I was really like face to face with all of my, all of my stuff, all of my stuff. Like I'm only as good as my reputation at home. I'm only as good as um, knowing how to drive from point A to point B. I'm only as good as knowing how to dress and knowing how to like do my hair here. Like the, the, the things that like you, like who, who's going to cut my hair? Who's going to, you know, right, who's right. My doctor? who's, you know, like all of these things and all of these, these pieces in your life that I had really intentionally curated for, you know, 34 years in California. I had mm-hmm. like, I had a person, I had people, I had groups, I had community, I had tribe, I had family. And then you come here and it's like, I don't even know how to wake up, get ready, leave the house, go to this meetup and come home. Like I got so stalled out like on step one because the weather was such a like dramatic change for me. Um, and then it just got really bad. I will say the three weeks after that experience was just like, I was so sad. I was so depressed. I was, my husband was like, I don't know this version of you. I didn't know this version of me. Um, I was really traumatized by this idea of like, I just packed up and moved across the country for a boy, but like that right. boy, but that boy is my husband. Yeah. Um, I was battling, I was battling like thoughts around like my husband ruined my life. Like my husband, yeah. like he doesn't understand. Mm. Um, it was a lot of, of him, 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 because that's like all I knew to do, like to kind of cope with that level of, of grief. I mean, he was still kind of coming out of like a fog of grief. I was in, I mean, sometimes it was just like, whatever we need to do to like, kind of just like get through this day. Blame is such a, blame is such a um, vicious weapon, isn't it? It's such a vicious weapon and it's so fake. It's such like a false feeling, like feelings definitely are not facts. And, and like, it's, it's what an easy option for me to be like, Oh yeah, it's, it's the all easiest out for all of us to do. Yeah, like, no, and I, yeah. yeah, and I'm like exhausted, and I'm sad, and I'm lonely, and I'm cold, and I'm my tan is fading, and it's like people don't go outside as much here in the winter. So now I'm having this like seized depression. Yes, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I don't have any like the vitamins that I need to take yet, and all this stuff, and I I haven't found yoga, and I haven't found friends, and and really honestly, I was not wanting. I was like, there was a part of me that was so loud and so clear in my head that sounded like this. I have enough friends. My friends are perfect. They're all in California. Why would I ever need to build more community when my community is just sitting there waiting for you, waiting for me missing me and very still active. So that was, um, huge. That was like a huge, that was a sad, dark, part of this process. And I will say my husband like literally took it like a champ. He, every day he was just like, yep, I hear you, you know? Um, cause there was nothing he could say or do that was going to change my perception of, of me feeling like a victim. Right. Like I, I absolutely in no way was like a victim. Like I made this decision. It was very intentional. We spent two years building a really intentional relationship. Our move was intentional. Everything about it was intentional, but my feelings around it were so big. My grief around, around the loss of like the day-to-day life with my friends, like the idea of like not raising kids with my best friends, like all of that weird stuff, right? Like my feelings were so big and they were so clouded and they were so not right sized. Like, that I just had to wait. Like every tool, every resource I knew that I had inside me was like, just wait, just wait. Like, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be resentful. It's okay to be bitter. It's okay to be isolating. Like, it's okay. Cause right now, like right now it's just, this is how it is right now. It's like this, right? It's yeah. not always like this. You just, you just said something that I think is really, really important. And it's, it's a, it's a tool, if you will. It's something that I, I tell a lot of my coaching clients and I, I work on a lot with people is sometimes you just got to sit in it and wait and yeah. not, and not rush to making any decisions, particularly when you right. can't, particularly when you don't know what the next right thing to do is. Yeah. And, and I, yeah. Yeah. And it, and, but, and, and not to, 
get stuck there, right? Because yeah. there's a difference of I'm going to just let myself be versus nope, this is now my identity and I'm just going to be pissed <laughs> off forever, right? There's yeah. a huge difference and it's a delicate balance. But I love that you just said that because a lot of times when you surrender to it and you allow it, that's when all of the answers start appearing in front of oh you. Oh my gosh, yes. And I will say the first portion of this, like I was for sure like cuddling my homesickness, you know, yeah. like I was like, I was like not wanting, like I was like, and now I'm just sad. Like this is it. Sad. And that's like, okay. I, yeah. Yeah. Like I, this version of me is sad and, and this version of me is tired and this version of me is like a little more well, um, like run down because it's exhausting being homesick. Like and exhausting. when did the people start appearing to you? And I, cause this is something really interesting that I talked to a lot of people about. Like imagine if you had pushed it during that time, what kind of people would have entered your life? Let me tell you, I went, to, I went and got a haircut. Uh -huh. That's what I did. And I, and I laugh because I thought that, I thought moving was going to look like this, but it ended up looking like this. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I always say that like, it's going to look like this, but it actually looked like this. Like I didn't realize that I was going to have to find, like, like I mentioned earlier, I was going to find someone to cut my hair. I was going to find someone to like, you know, be my chiropractor. I was going to mm -hmm. find like, have to find a new yoga studio. I didn't realize all of that. Like when I had first moved and it was a couple weeks before it was like, no, it was the week before Christmas and we're going to, we're driving to Michigan. We're going to go see grandma Carol. We're going to go spend Christmas with her in the snow ended up being like 70 degrees in Michigan that week, by the way. <laughs> so we were like, not a white Christmas. Um, but I was like, okay, I got to just like find, I got to get a haircut. So <laughs> guess where I found my, the person who cut my hair, Instagram, right? I love it. I find Kristen. Okay. At, at Glow Studios on Instagram. And I'm following and following. I'm like, oh, she has thick hair. It's kind of curly. I love her style. So I'm super excited, right? I, I make my appointment. I, <laughs> I show up. It's like literally like five days before Christmas. And I was like, that's so crazy. She's like their top stylist. Like, how did I get an appointment? Like five days before Christmas. I show up. I walk in. I'm super excited. I get there with no GPS. So it was like a big win for me. That is amazing. And, and they're like, you have the wrong date. <laughs> <laughs> and I awesome. was like, oh my gosh, what? And they're like, well, you can go see it. I was like, it's okay. It's okay. I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll just make a new one when I get back. Right. Don't get a haircut. I ended up going to Michigan, having the best Christmas. It was so good for Josh and I just to like, kind of like do the Michigan thing because now all of a sudden we were back in this place that the last time we were there was like our wedding, right? Yeah, we it was back. familiar. It was cozy. It was like, we yeah. were like, we, it was like, it was literally the most restorative, nourishing, romantic time that we could yeah. have ever had, like at grandma's house in St. Joe, Michigan on the family farm, like mm. reliving our wedding. Like it was what the doctor like totally ordered. Yeah. We drive back and get home and I end up going in and getting my haircut from Kristen. Kristen and I have been taking yoga every Monday or Tuesday night. Love it. Since, like literally I sat in her chair and I was like, I just moved here. I have no friends. And she's like, I just moved back from San Diego and I have a, you know, I have a, I have a young girl, I have a young kid. I have no friends. And I was like, seriously, Marsha, I was like, Kristen, do you want to be my friend? That is amazing. And we're like, I mean, she's like introduced me to other people. We have like so many people in common. Like we like go and try and take like a restorative or yin yoga class. Um, like once a week together, like we text all the time. Like she's like a friend. That's amazing. <laughs> you know, and, and I feel like my desperation had reached a new like honest, vulnerable point where I was so okay with being like, I don't have any friends. Do you want to be my friend? Yeah. And she was like, hell yeah, I want to be your friend. And, she, and she's like, a per, like, you know, anyways. So I laugh because she's like the best hair stylist. And she's also like my first friend here. And so then not that long after I won a spot at your, when, what was the date of your event? What was, when was make January 11th. Okay. So we had come back. Yeah. Like a it was the week leading years. up to it. This was like, I got, a, I, I think I actually came to your storytellers event with freshly cut hair. 
That's amazing. I mean, and, and that's, that's when amazing. I met, and that's when I met other people and other friends, and 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 then I will say that there was a huge shift, like mm. huge shift in me energetically, where I and something I haven't talked about this whole time, which is meanwhile, right? All of this is happening and I'm also building a business and I'm launching yeah. a business yeah. and I'm relocating a business. Yeah. And I am just like pouring everything I have to give into building this business. Mm -hmm. And then I just like hit the ground literally so hard running and I just start reaching out to people on Instagram. People are reaching out to me and I'm like, do you want to get coffee? Do you want to hang out? I need friends. I need community. I need da, 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 da. And now I have like, now I'm in like a business. I mean, it's only like four months later and I'm like, I'm in a business mastermind and I'm a part of like the wedding left co-working space, which mm -hmm. I know that you're a part we of. Are too. I'm, it's, it's, yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And it's like, and it's, but I swear like not having the like comfort of all of the familiarity around me. Like I was so exposed and so vulnerable mm. I felt like but like that is such like an empowering place to be because I'm like well what like <laughs> like what You're am like, I gonna do I can, I can do anything now though. like I I can meet uh, I can literally do anything here yes everything is new like the it's like I don't know that saying like the world is my oyster or yeah. whatever but it was it was a, a huge it was a huge shift being like, wow, it's so, it's so powerful being vulnerable and putting yourself out there. And yeah. actually like, I want to like harness that and remember that like when I'm working with clients and when I'm meeting people, because so many of the women that I work with are about to like launch a business for the first time mm -hmm. and they have to put themselves out there. And there's so, there's so much fear around that. Mm -hmm. And I just want to like stand like shoulder to shoulder with them being like, it's super scary. Yeah. It's super nerve wracking. It's, it feels like everyone has everything else that you need, but like, we are all so like, we are all so equipped already, like with everything. It's just all of this story and narrative and, and feelings that we have like floating around us that I feel like block us. But I don't know the haze, the haze, the, the grief haze parted. And I felt like I saw this community, um, a lot differently and I sought out people like you and people who are like creative and entrepreneurs yeah. and I you know I had to like dig around for it but then when I found it I was like oh my gosh this everyone's so collaborative and everyone you know like just trying to find my way in a place that's like hyper wealthy hyper about status hyper about like who'd you vote for where'd you go to college what do you do and like yeah. Just not just kind of like being like that's not for me, you know, like yeah, yeah. So I I love everything. Like this conversation, I mean, I could we could sit and we could sit and talk. It, it it's interesting. I've allowed myself to be very quiet to mm. listen. <laughs> it's not easy for me sometimes, but because I have so much to relate here and I have so much to um, that I could add. But what I I think you said something that I want to really make super abundantly like hit home. And what I, when I learned about everything that you went through with your move, because I didn't know any of it until we sat at the coffee shop a few weeks ago mm -hmm. and you started, well, you alluded to me what had gone on and then we really started talking about it. And I just mm -hmm. sit there and this is how, you know, the podcast is called The Storytellers. This is where The Storytellers um, live events is coming from. When you start hearing people's stories, you start to realize that life is not the expectation that we put mm -hmm. out there. Like the wedding day and the things that are supposed to happen after the wedding day or what dating looks like or what moving looks like or what grief looks like or what life looks like and we are living in an area and I will say this I've lived here for a long time where status is everything and what yeah. happens behind the doors stays behind the doors and more and more I'm finding the people who are like no but I want to open up and show you the inside of my closets because they're a mess and I need to clean them up and what I love about you 
And well, one, I just love you. But what I love about everything is that you just said something just so profound and I love it is that um, you're finding the people to be collaborative with and you're finding the people who are um, like-minded, but it takes some digging. And you said you you said the whole thing about like you're digging and finding them. And it, it does take a little bit of extra effort and not, Every part of the world is like this and not every part of even Virginia is like this. But where we are is just starting to, like if you have planted a young garden and the young garden though is built uh, with lots of rugged soil and lots of rock and things that you just got to really take some time to excavate and move out of the way, we are starting to plant all these little seeds and it comes from you opening up and just being so uniquely you. So with all that, with all your amazingness and everything that you've gone through, if you could just one big thing that you really realized that if you could share like a little, you know, drop of wisdom right now, this is like, we're just going to throw it out there. The, Oprah aha moment. Um, I'm as happy as I choose to be. Ah, ha, ha, yeah. ah. Like I, I, ah. love, I love Loudoun County as much as I choose to love Loudoun County. Like I have yeah. as many friends as I choose to have. Like I'm yeah. as well resourced as I choose to believe I am. Just like, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it yeah. is, it is a like very, very baseline basic aha, which is, my experience every single day of my life is, is up to me is my, is my choice. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I love that. And, um, that's its own other amazing topic that I might even just write up on my board. We choose our own (laughs) happiness because let me tell you, I had to find that for myself back in the summer of 2018 when all I wanted to do was leave here And I literally took a hiatus from working for like two weeks. And I was on a walk one day and I was like, you know what? I'm not freaking done here yet. And Mm -hmm. I'm happy here. And as soon as I did that, I was like, I chose to be here. So expectations be gone. You can dress however you want to, Mariah. (laughs) I can wear holes in my jeans. You can wear, listen, you can go to Lowe's in ratty old sweatpants with a top knot, not showered with a holy Rolling Stones t-shirt on and be identified. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for taking the time and spending it with me today. This has been so much fun. Yes, Marsha. Thank you. Thank you. And I just, I just, just want to like praise you and, and I can say so many things, but the community that you're building and, and the programming that you're putting out and, and your vision for gathering, you know, people just based on like human to human, like, Hey, you're a human. I'm a human. We all belong here and let's learn from each other. And you're just, you're holding so much space for so many big shifts to happen. And I'm just really honored to, to be a part of that and to, and to continue to say like, don't stop, keep going because we are, we're only as, you know, we're only in momentum as much as we choose and allow ourselves to be. And so, um, from, from one kind of creative to the next, I, I just encourage you to, to keep it because it's so good. It's so juicy what you're doing. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And uh, this train isn't stopping. It's just getting started. Yeah. And you're along for the ride, my sister. All, All right. All right, Marcia. Well, thanks for joining us. And um, till next time. Bye-bye. Well, hey, guys. Thanks so much for joining us and listening and tuning in wherever you are listening to your podcast. Keep on listening, sharing, enjoying, and hey, follow us on social media. Instagram is msh underscore shift. You can also follow me, Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A underscore Hines, H-O-F-F-H-E-I-N-S. You can also find us on the book and join our makeshift tapping group. It's a public open group 
We share goodies and information. Um, visit my website, marshallhoffines.com, sign up for the newsletter, and we'll just keep you full of all the goodies, all of them, all the time. Talk to you soon.